what is going on what is going on y'all know what it is it's friday and i'm driving home so this episode will drop on saturday morning so anyways this is episode 19 what i'm going to name this episode is half deal is better than no deal Uh, and i'll get into it here in a little bit you have 18 more episodes before this so make sure y'all listen to them Um, i'm not the subject matter expert i've just been through a lot of the experiences y'all have so just make sure y'all listen to it listen to what i have to say i have i'm expertise in the field that i'm in but i'm not the subject matter expert i can always learn i can always be better at what it is i'm doing so with that being said um, let's do a little bit of house cleaning you know where to find me i've had a couple people find me in fact uh, there was a, a person that found me um, she asked me to do a couple episodes over overcoming objections and i'll do that coming up shortly i'll also tell you who it is but regardless um, just make sure y'all, y'all know where to find me tony story t-o-n-y story s-t-o-r-i-e and then also you uh, this on facebook find me on instagram at tnt2728 or TNT Dad 2728 uh, at TNT Dad 2728 and on LinkedIn Tony in parentheses Anthony uh, story S T O R I E. Okay, so I know there's a common myth or there's common belief in the car business that you know you want to do every deal yourself and you don't want to split a deal. So let me just give you a little bit of background of whenever I sold cars. So for the first two months, three months, I think I sold cars. Uh, by myself, you know, the first month I did eight, the second month I did 10, the the third month I did 24. I came from a small size dealership, small to medium size. We did about 160 uh, to 180 uh, at the height of it, probably about 200 to 20 um, between new and used. Uh, So just kind of give you all background on the size we were at. So it's a very competitive market in Houston. So it's not like, you know, I don't have another dealership, you know, five miles down the road for me. Most dealerships in Houston, are within you know a 15 20 mile radius of each other so it's a very very competitive market so to sell those those amount of cars at that uh, location um, not knowing anybody or ever being in the car business was kind of extraordinary and then i kind of uh, simmered off and did about 15 to 18 cars a month and i had good months where i did 20 to 22. Um, so with that being said but i wasn't in the mindset that i am now i think if i went back i'd probably sell a lot more cars because i just have a different mindset about selling cars completely and that's why I put up this podcast out. But to get into why um, some people think that they can sell everything and they don't want to split a single deal, um, it's a very bad mindset to have. It actually hurts you in the long run. The reason why is because I'm going to name several reasons. But when I started in the car business, Daryl Williams was uh, the guy that trained me on how to do everything in the car business when I first started out. Well, I noticed he was the number one salesman. Or whenever I started selling cars, we used to compete for number one, number two. So I sit there and I go, well, how about this? I told Daryl, I said, let's, 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 let's try a couple months and we'll try to split car deals. And so we did, we did a, we, every deal we did was a half deal. Well, I ventured off and I tried to help a, another salesperson and he got very upset by it and said, you know what, this isn't working. And so then I knew how he truly felt, felt about selling cars and being a, a partner with me in selling cars. So at that point forward, we, ever, we split every deal. Now, if we were to help another uh, salesperson out, we would help them, help them without no reward from it, no half deal or no anything like that because we wanted to assist with him. And we made that we made that agreement. But one thing I noticed for me splitting deals with him, um, and if you don't split deals with anybody, that's fine, but you need to find somebody, an ally that you can trust that works a different schedule from you. And so what that means is they don't work the same schedule. So if you come early, they come in late. That means if you want to leave for the day, that you can help them and assist them. And they do the same thing for you. They're reciprocal and giving those half deals back to you. 
Um, it's very hard to find somebody in the car business that you can trust that will do that for you because it's a dog-eat-dog world. But if you can find that person at your dealership, um, it makes your life a whole lot easier. You can get out on time. You don't have to worry about hanging out. Um, the other thing is uh, it just makes you um, more accessible um, when need be. Sorry, I got to take a drink of water. But what it means is it makes you more accessible. So what that means is if you have a customer that you're or that you know that you're not going to sell, your personalities don't get along, um, you can drop that customer off to your um, uh, uh, your sales partner and you can go find another customer. Or you can sit there and work more leads on the internet if you get leads from the internet. So it makes you more accessible. So the reason why we split car deals is because we work very well together. And the, and the thing is, is, if you can find somebody that you can split car deals with, um, what we as salesmen tend to do sometimes is we get this egotistical nature about us that we think we can sell every customer and what we do is we hurt ourselves. We bite our, we bite our own nose off without even knowing it. So what you can do, if you can read customers I and mean, you've gotten into the uh, sales enough to where you can figure out that your personality does not mesh with this one, don't cost the dealership a sales, don't cost the dealership a sale and don't cost yourself a half deal. Make sure you figure out when you first start talking to that customer whether or not your personality is going to get along. And just sit there and say, hey, you know what, Mr. Customer, if you know your personality is not going to get along with them, and you just know for a fact, and it's happened to me still to this day as a manager, I can go out and tell instantly when I rub a, rub a customer wrong. Like they, I just, we're not going to mesh. This guy is not going to buy from me. I grab another manager and I say, hey, look, this guy will not buy from me. Same thing happens in finance. When I was in finance, I was not, my, you got to think, you're not bigger than yourself. Um, so the owner pays for these leads to come to the dealership, pays for advertising. That's how the customers come in. So don't cost you or the dealership money, and it just makes you a better person in, in, in retrospect and in hindsight whenever you do do this. And you'll see um, dividends get paid on this, but you might not see it in the, in, the, in the short term, but you'll see it in the long term. So anyways... Whenever I had a personality clash with a, uh, a salesperson, I knew it right away. I would sit there, you know, Mr. Customer, um, let me go get my other sales uh, sales associate. I think he'll be able to help you. He'll be able to better help your needs than I will at this point. Um, I just don't think um, I'm going to be able to service you the way you need to. So let me go grab him for real quick. If you don't mind, just wait one second. And so that's when I'd grab my salesperson, uh, and I would I would not let them go in there blindsided. I would sit there and say, Hey, we're not getting along but I know you do this, this, and this. I know these are your hobbies, these are this guy's hobbies, or he likes this, this, and this. Because here's one thing whenever we sold cars, when I sold cars with my sales, uh, my buddy, Darrell Williams, I knew for a fact he hated engineers. He hated selling cars to engineers. And if anybody's been in the car business, you know what I'm talking about. Engineers, they think they're so smart and they figure out all these numbers, but they end up making huge calculation mistakes in the end. Or they, they, they actually work themselves out a worse deal than what you were actually originally going to give them. And that's fine. That's just what happens. But he hated engineers. The reason why is they were so meticulous. They're so, they spend so much time and he didn't want to absorb that much time into selling a car. But he knew I loved engineers because he knew I loved to pry their minds. I like to hear about their stories. I like to hear certain things about them. Whereas whenever I would sell cars, sometimes I didn't, I didn't have the um, finesse or the soft texture that I, I, I uh, eventually learned over time. And just understand, guys, um, and I never say this to uh, – my, my customer base was more of a man, more of a men. 
uh, more of a man type customer base um, because we were out there in the country. Most of them bought trucks. Um, I was more rugged around the edges and I learned my finesse when I got into finance, so on and so forth. But I wasn't always that great with the female customer, with selling them cars. And so whenever a female would come in, I would typically grab him because he would do such a great job at it. You know, he could relate to them. Uh, he just, if you ever watched me put on the show, and it was just awesome to watch. And I learned and I observed from it, but I wasn't, I wasn't like him about it. And eventually I built up that, I built up that finesse from watching and observing him, but also learned it from being in finance too. But it was just amazing to watch him because females would just, just love how he, he would sell cars to them. And the same thing would go for a married couple. If the female was the buyer and I could get that sense or that feeling, or if it was an older couple because he was older than me, I don't know his exact age at this point or time, but he was a lot older than me. And the female that would come in with the husband, they would typically dominate the car sale. And so what he would do is he would read into that and he would, he would, he would, he would find out what it is to get them to buy that car because he knew how to read them. So that's going back to the, the sense of why I think a, a half deal is better than no deal sometimes, okay? And that's one reason why is because, you know, sometimes you're just not the salesperson for them. And what happens sometimes is you haven't perfected your skills on selling almost everybody out there. I'm not saying you're going to close every customer, but you have not perfected those skills of knowing when to read the customer, knowing when to uh, ask for the sale, knowing when to um, uh, uh, sell, the, sell the, the one spouse in the relationship or sell the other spouse. You haven't learned those skills yet. And so what that does is it helps you be a better salesman. Now, sometimes you can tag along and learn what it is, but find that salesman that's a different personality from you, that will split deals, that will do it ethically and morally with you, okay? That's one reason why I split a deal. Um, and what happens sometimes is if that salesperson does leave, you, you'll get those customers. And hopefully you've developed that um, um, personality that you can sell them the next time they come in. So it's very beneficial towards you if you learn how to split half deals on that one. The other reason why is you want to split a half deal is sometimes you uh, double book. And what, and what happens in the car business is we don't take our appointments serious, and that's a whole different episode. But... Um, we don't take our appointment serious, and sometimes we'll double book customers thinking, well, I can take care of this one while I'm doing this one. What happens is, is that both those customers typically show up at the same time. Or you booked one out for one, and you booked one out for three, but the three o'clock decides to show up at one o'clock, and at that point in time, you're busy with both, both customers. Now, I've seen good salespeople that have been experienced for a long time handle multiple customers, but if you're just getting started in the car business, you cannot do this. I've never seen somebody new into the car business handle this and handle this professionally because you're still learning stuff. You're still learning personalities. You're still learning how to sell the product. You're still learning how to produ uh, um, um, produ or, um, uh, present the pencil. You're learning how to do everything still. So you getting a salesperson to help you is, is always better than getting no deal at all. Because what happens is, is that customer that you think you can get out in 30 minutes, that ends up turning into two, two hours. It might be for various reasons, getting a buy bid on the trade, um, you know, getting an approval actually, you know, it's just things that become so time consuming that you don't think are going to happen sometimes. And so the other customer tends on, ends up waiting and they don't get the full customer service experience that you want them to get. Whereas if you team up with somebody and you find somebody that's, that works with their personality, what happens is, is that car deal that you waited and you waited 
Now it turns into mini, but if you would have passed it off to somebody else, it turns into a deal that actually makes gross because they're getting the attention they want and the attention they need, okay? And so that's another good reason to split a half deal. Another good reason to find somebody that, split, that you can split half deals off is because you, you, you have a family, you have a life. If you're one of those salesperson that doesn't have a life and that you've dedicated everything to selling cars and you wanna be in management and do that, then that's fine. But those of y'all that have kids, that have you know a family life, splitting a deal, a half deal, gives you that freedom sometimes. Gives you that freedom sometimes to just walk away, go home, and let everything be. And 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 it's just it's it's so it's so refreshing sometimes to just walk away from the dealership because you have to. You know, you consume yourself with it, but finding that person that, hey, at the end of the day, you can split that half deal with and say, hey, look, I'm gonna go home. This deal's buttoned up, it's a half deal. You know, I don't want anything returned, but please understand though, I'm giving you a half deal at this point in time. Um, if you would like to give me a half deal, great later on. If not, don't worry about it. But I, I gotta go home. I trust you to finish up with my customers. And that's what's, that's why there's another good reason to split a half deal with somebody. Uh, there's all sorts of multitude of reasons that you can split half deals. You know, if you, if you can't make it in for the day, and that's another good reason. Let me give you, let me tell you this one. Um, when you do find a sales partner or somebody that you can work closely with, it allows you to take your day off. Me, I'm a huge believer of taking a day off in the car business. The reason why is a typical salesman spend about 50 to 55, sometimes 60 hours at the dealership just working a regular schedule with a day off, okay? If you don't have a day off during, uh, uh, during the week, like closeout or whatnot, you know, at that point in time, you work in the upwards of 70, 80 hours during a whole entire week selling cars. Six days, whether you're a six, uh, whether your state allows you to be open for seven days or six days, um, you typically work 80 hours a week. And so what this does, if you find somebody that you can split a half deal with, it allows you to take your day off and enjoy yourself. You can line up your deals. That's why me and Daryl work so well together, well together, is because I would have my deals lined up. I knew for a fact all Daryl had to do was this, this, and this, and he would close the car deals, and it made it very, very, very simple for me. I could take my day off, not worry about what's going on at the dealership, and he would close those deals for me. And then that next day, I would come in, he would have the deals lined up, he would tell the salesperson who to look for, and those deals would be simple to close. It just made for good business. It made for good customer experience. It made for everything to make uh, our job easier, make the customer experience better, so that way those customers would, would, would refer more customers to us. Understand, everything I'm teaching you in the car business or that I've learned from my experience is it's for better customer service. And, when you, and we all know better customer service equals better paychecks, equals better CSI, equals more money because those customers that you might have taken a mini on the first time around, they enjoy the experience so much, they're willing to let you make a little bit of gross the next time and so on and so forth. And it just calculates more and more and more and it adds more and more and more to your bottom line. So understand though, Everything I'm teaching you at this point is just to make you a better salesperson, increase your gross, and make more money. Um, I, there's probably more reasons I can think of why you'd want to split deals. I can't think of none off the top of my head right now, but I will tell you this much, um, you guys. Uh, man, I hope this records this whole entire thing because I don't think I turned my radio off. But regardless, um, guys, I appreciate y'all listening to me. Um, listen to all the 18 episodes before this. If y'all know somebody that could benefit from this uh, episode that you'd like to share this information with, please do. Um, I'm trying to start a movement. This is a passion project. I don't get paid any money, any sponsorships. Hopefully I do one day. 
Um, but you know, it's just it's money on, on top of the it's what's icing on top of the cakes. But guys, understand though, this is a passion project. There's been a huge degradation in the car business. There's been a depletion of you know what used what it used to be what it used to mean to be a salesperson. Now you know it's like you hire anybody off the street. So guys, please understand the reason why I do this is I want good salespeople to sell cars. I want customers to enjoy that. I want customers to enjoy that experience. Therefore, making you more money, uh, allowing you to have a better customer base and better referral, and so on and so forth. So guys, if you know somebody that can use this information and share it, or use this information, please share it with them. If you want to reach out, reach out to me on Facebook, private message me, and you have an episode you want me to cover, I'll do that for you. Like I said, somebody did reach out to me. I'm going to make sure I announce her name in the uh, upcoming podcast that I'm going to do, overcoming some objections. I haven't decided whether I want to overcome one objection and make it like a 10-minute episode or if I want to make it a longer episode. But guys, please hit me up. If you have any questions, please, 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 please hit me up. All right, make sure you share this. You know where to find me on Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. Uh, I'm going to say my two little... um, uh, what is it? My two little uh, sayings that I've heard that I've bit from somebody else. This could be the the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure biggest business. It's just what you put into it and what you want to make out of it. And you know how it goes. Um, we all win when we all win. So guys, I appreciate y'all listening to me. This episode is going to drop uh, Saturday. So get pumped up. Get ready to sell cars for the weekend. Uh, next week is closeout. I'm going to try to uh, drop a podcast episode for y'all next week. Uh, while I'm sitting in my car. So guys, you know how I leave this out. We all...